0: Welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional in this beautiful Thursday morning. Let us begin our devotional on the book of Job this morning and let it be that this book also in the New or in the Old Testament will give us more blessings or many blessings and let's learn this together in the next few few weeks or months and that we will continue to Grow in the Lord as we receive His word daily. Let me read to us our text for today in Job chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 male female donkeys, and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all, the people of the East. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one in his day, and they would send and invite their three dot sisters, to eat and drink with, with them. And when the days of the feast had run their course, Job would send and consecrate them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. We're introduced here to this man, and he was blessed by God. How blessed was Job by God? Job lived in the land of Urus. According to Cambridge Bible for Schools and Colleges' Exegetical Commentary, Let me read about this place. This word occurs occurs several times in the Old Testament. Number one, as the name of a son of Aram in Genesis chapter 10, verse 23. Secondly, as the name of the eldest son of Nahor, the brother of Abraham in Genesis 20 to 21. And thirdly, as that of a descendant of Seir in Genesis 36 to 28. So these references would point either to Syria on the northeast of Palestine or to the region of Edom further south. So presently, this could be between uh, Syria, Israel, and Jordan right now. So what does Job, the word Job as, a, as his name, mean? If the word be Hebrew, it might mean the Assailed or persecuted, that is, by Satan. In Arabic, the form of the word is ayob. And if derived from the dialect, the name might mean the returning, that is, penitent or more generally, the pious. Job is several times spoken of in the Quran. In Surah 38, 44, he is called awob, which means ever returning to God that is pious rather than penitent. But there seems no allusion in the term to the etymology of his name, for in the same chapter, both David and Solomon received the same epithet. So this comes also from the Cambridge Bible for schools and colleges commentary. Job was richly blessed materially. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys, and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. So there was nobody who was as rich as Job. He was a person who was lavished materially by God, and he has a lot of servants. Now, during those times in the Old Testament, the measure of riches was not in the bank or how much money you have in your bank account, but on the number of animals somebody possessed. Although he was lavish with material riches, he did not live an abusive life. He was prosperous, no doubt about it, but he was very pious as well. He lived as a blameless and upright man. The term perfect or or blameless means properly, complete. That is without defect. It does not imply that Job was sinless, for he never as such in pretension. He did not posture himself that he was perfect. But he was a righteous man, free from any specific sins that could bring down the chastisement of God. In other words, he, he dealt his sin with God right away. So he was blameless. In short, he was a morally upright person. You cannot point pinpoint something in his life that is worthy of concern in the way he lived. He lived a morally upright life. Moreover, he was also God-fearing. He feared God. Now Solomon said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom includes both. Just thinking and just living. Right thinking and right conduct. In other words, his right relationship with God determines the foundation of his right human character. It's always like that. If we take care of our vertical relationship with God, our horizontal relations relations with people will also follow. Let's take care of our relationship with God so that Our character, our relationship with others also will follow. His children used to gather together and enjoy the blessings. The pulpit commentary explained the phrase here that his his children, particularly his, his sons, went and feasted. This phrase seems to mean they were in the habit of feasting in their houses. It's as his own residence, and the residence was not a tent, but a house. So they were really settled in the place. Job and his sons were not mere nomads, but belonged to the settled population. Now, it seems to us here that there was this weekly feasting and celebration of the blessings of God, but we are not really conclusive about it, but It was frequent. In other words, we can see here that God has no animosity for us to enjoy the blessings of life. When we enjoy food, recreation, travel, there's nothing wrong with that. But here we know that Job knew that the nature of the human heart should not be taken for granted. His sons could Sin in these feastings. Now, when we talk about enjoying life, Solomon also resonated with this, and even he reflected about enjoying life. Let me read his writings in Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, verse nine: "Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer in your in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes." But know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. In other words, there is no restrictions for us to enjoy and, and, and live and, and enjoy the blessings of life. When in fact, Solomon said, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth. You know, walk according to your heart and in the sight of your eyes. It seems that he encouraged people young people to enjoy, but there is a boundary. Know that all these things, God will bring you into judgment. In other words, there is a boundary of our enjoyment, and that boundary is when we are not pleasing God anymore. So there is a, a right and clean way of enjoying life, like sports, sports, uh, eating food and, and and recreation, but there will be a boundary that it will not be too much that we will sin against God and dishonor God. So what Job did to his children here, that he offered burnt offerings according to the number of his children, should encourage us as parents to follow. Let me read, The account here that when the days of the feast had run their course, Job would send and consecrate them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. He was not there during the feastings. So it would suggest, and I believe that he trusted his children. He was not there to control them, for they were already responsible for what they are doing. But his desire is clear here that he wanted to see his children happy, provided their happiness was innocent. His concern was the turning away of the heart from God in the midst of merriment, as if they felt that this enjoyment was better than religion. Or might feel its place in one's place. I think this is the concern of those who are materially blessed, parents who are materially blessed, that when children knew that their parents can afford, they might abuse and they might think that they could be, it, should, it, it would be okay for them to be irresponsible in handling the resources anyway. Their parents and a lot of money, they can afford to waste and to lose. Some, some amounts of money and resources that he had. So Job was so careful. He knew the hearts of his children. You know, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah that our hearts are deceitful above all things, including the, the hearts of our children. So parents, let us learn from what Job did here. Job did it continually. He offered burnt sacrifices. He was not too busy to his possessions and animals that he forgot to offer burnt sacrifices for and in behalf of his kids, which was the custom during the time that uh, his children will live rightly like him. So parents, this is uh, the challenge for us. Let us provide a good example, like Job, providing a good example to his kids. He was blessed, but... He did not abuse the blessing. He was prosperous, yet he was very pious before God. May we learn from him. Let us pray. Father, thank you that you have blessed us so much. Not only the salvation that we receive, which is enough for us to be thankful, but you have blessed us with material blessings. We have worked. We can provide food in the table and even some extra, Lord, that we can enjoy life. But I pray that we'll not forget that the most important thing is our relationship with you. Forbid it to happen that our children, especially, will forget their their relationship with the Lord and might be carried away by the merriment and their enjoyment of life, that you will forget that all this comes from God, the blessings are from you. So thank you the Father for this for this example of Job that provided us, Lord, an example to to follow, how to be a good parent or kids, Lord. May this will be what will happen to our families, Lord, that the parents and family, the whole blessed is as as faithfully serving you, Lord, down from the parents to the children. And this I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.